Hello everyone, this is Nathan Fair, back with Debating for America's Youth. So I'm trying out a new microphone, so I'm really hoping that this works. Um, and my brother is playing a video game in the background, so hopefully it's not too loud. Anyways, so today I'm going to be talking about the art of debate. So I'm going to be going through some of my first thought processes I have um, when I first look at legislation or look at a debate topic, and how I kind of go operate in a debate round. Um, and I hope these skills will help you in your debate round so then you're able to best maximize yourself when you're debating. So the first kind of thought process I have when I first looked at a debate topic is I look at kind of what the two sides are. So when I'm first looking at the two sides, I kind of look at, okay, so I, I read the prompt. I'm like, okay, well, what are some basic arguments? Um, so earlier today, we were, I was looking at a bill, and that bill was entitled uh, a bill to uh, cut military funding of countries that are not very friendly to uh, the press, and so when I first looked at that, I was like, okay, so let's think of some, let's look at some sides. So the first thing I was like, okay, well, let's number one. Um, I'll, my first thought was, okay, well, let's what countries are we giving military funding to? So I just googled that. I found a Wikipedia page. I went through and looked at kind of the countries that we give funding to. And after that, I was like, okay, so now wait, I know the kind of different countries that we give funding to. Well, how are they on journalists? Like, how how good are they to journalists? So I, I started to do some research into that. And, boy, are they terrible. So that's a distinct argument I could make. Be like, well, look, like, journalists are not being safe in the countries you're giving military funding to. But then I could, so pretty much just think, of, and then I could think about the other side um, and think about, well, what good are, is our military funding doing? And then I, then I looked at, found this really good quote that I had saved in my quotes, and it was, um, and it was a quote that I planned for Congress debate or just debate in general, and it was, practicality is more important than principles when lives are at stake. And I'm like, well, if there are lives at stake with our military funding, then it would be important. So it's kind of that kind of thought process of looking at both sides and kind of thinking about one argument, thinking about another one. Um, because, because if you don't know what you're arguing about, you're not going to be able to research very well, and, and that's a very important first step. So... You, you have to go through and kind of figure out the two sides. So that's kind of what you have to do. Um, and that's a very important step because you need to know what you're talking about. Uh, but that's only half the battle. So freshman year, I was kind of nervous to talk because when I was sitting there in the room, there's all these people and they're all so so much smarter than me. And I was like, oh, well, I don't know. Like these people are always all right. But a lot of the time, they're not all right. And they're not like tr they're, the stuff they're saying is not even good arguments because don't. What I've number one thing I've learned from debate is everything you hear, think about it critically. So, if I hear an argument made by someone, I'm I always think, well, is that true? Like, is that just a logical fallacy? Is that just a straw man argument? Like, like actually think about the argument because if you don't, if you think about everything critically, I mean, some things are probably true, but if you think about it critically, you can actually have make a good argument for or against something, and you can. Think and, and a lot of things are like okay. So this one lady, she was the number one best congressional debater in the state, and in her speech she went, um, according to Vox, not Fox, and she kind of laughed. And I was like, oh, haha, Vox is a really good, reliable source. Well, doing some research and later now, I figured out, hey, that's actually not a good source, and I should have called her out on that because Vox is a very left-leaning source with lots of funding from like a bunch of left-leaning organizations. So it's like, wait. If you're if it's if it's if you're not giving like a, a fact, then it's 
it's all opinionated. So I, but I just trusted her because I just believe what she was saying. So a lot of it comes down to, do you like you have to like actually look at things from a very critical standpoint, and that really helps in your debating strategy um, because you can actually look at things very critically. Another very important piece of in the debate is having having uh, facts or figures. But the thing is, a lot of people will tell you have facts and figures for everything. Uh, that's true. It's better to have more facts than not. But I think what's most important when it comes down to a debate round is having about a one factor figure you can point to. So I was debating about illegal immigration in the United States, I think birthright citizenship or something like that. And um, one of the facts I had was uh, we lose 69 uh, million billion dollars, something like that, um, in to illegal immigrants every year. Because what they do is they come over to our country um, and then they just they send their money back. So, like, their argument was, well, so then in the debate round, I could just be like, listen, they're, like, great. If they're investing in our economy, great, but they're not. So I just had that one number where every time they go, well, blah, 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 I'm like, listen, $69 million, or $69 billion, like, that's a that's a very strong impact, strong impact. So if you can clearly have a well-defined impact of, once again, bodies or dollars, um, then your argument will always outweigh your opponents. So make sure you have that down. Um, another very important thing in the debate, which I always talk about, is is remaining calm. If you can fluster your argue, your opponent without uh, becoming flustered yourself, um, and like Jordan Peterson, he's a very good example of that. If you watch him debate, he remains very calm, and his opponents get very flustered. And it's very interesting to watch because you can tell that you you're winning the argument when your opponent's getting very flustered. I think. Albert Einstein said, um, or th- there's a bunch of quotes about the the wise man is the one who remains calm. Even even a fool can pass for a wise man if he is silent or something like that. And, and that goes because if you're not trying to, if you're shouting about your point, and getting all angry about it, you're probably not on the right or on the right uh, telling the truth, or you're informed in the right. So if you remain calm and you believe in what you're saying. Now this is hard because sometimes when I know what I'm saying, it's not it's not that it's not truthful, but it's just like it's not a very strong argument, I start to get nervous with myself, but a lot of that comes from confidence in yourself, because when I'm standing up there, I know people are going to attack me during cross-examination, but the thing is, you got to think, well, I'm going to be confident in myself, uh, if you're not confident in yourself, no one else will be, so be very confident in yourself, that always helps, and no matter what kind of debate you're doing, it's very important, so make sure you're, you're confident in yourself, and that'll help you in the debate. Um, so that's, that's all important stuff. Another big one, which I figured out, it, it only works in certain scenarios and not all scenarios it works in, but cater or give debates to the audience. I, um, because when you're debating, uh, if you realize debates are for the audience a lot of the time. So in model UN, it's very, in, it's in particular, it's very strong because in model UN, you have a larger audience in general assembly. And so you, when you're giving debates, or if you're giving debate in front of a crowd, you have a wider audience, and so you want to make sure that you're, when you debate, you're debating to them. So, for instance, you find the the common trait that unifies you all. You all, like in the comical Dwight Schrute from The Office speech, um, he t- comes off like a dictator, but his the big thing is uniting all the paper salesmen. And as humorous as that might be, it's very true. So model you in. I was we I was united or the delegate from Russia, and so that was kind of hard. And we were debating about um, human rights, LGBTQ rights, 
journalist safety and environment. So that was that was kind of hard because obviously Russia does not have the best track record with that all, especially for the UN. But I was like, okay, well, what unif- what is what's something what's the similarity between me and the people in my chamber? And that was we were all second or third world countries. And the United States, who are the delegate from the United States, was a really good debater, and he was giving really good speeches, but I was like, listen, we can't have the United States manipulating us some more, we gotta fight back and, you know, be the second and third world countries, unify together, because the United States always manipulates us, and so I was able to draw everyone to the chamber together, so no matter where you are, figure out what unify, what similarities you have with the majority, you don't even need to be everyone, just the majority of people, and then it's you, it's us versus them, um, which is a very, it's a very good thing when you're giving a speech or debate, so make sure you can unify everyone together. Um, with your speech or debate so those are um, yeah so and the biggest thing it comes down to is just when you're in a debate and when you're debating just you learn from debating and and learn from the good people so whenever I go to debate I'm I don't consider myself the best at the local tournaments I go to uh, because there's some really good people but I watch how they debate and how they speak like I've gained my speaking tactic I currently use a hundred percent just from the people I watch because like I watch a couple people and one person's speaking style that I really enjoyed was just like he was very loud when he spoke and he was he was not shouting but he was he was loud and I enjoyed that I I was captivated by that so I started mimicking that speaking style so it's really just come to what do you enjoy watching what do you in, like want as, out of your speaking skills and just try to use that um, so that's that's a very good strategy to use um, experience is the best teacher so definitely try to go out there, experience your debate round. If you have any questions, um, please ask them. Um, send them to my email, natezfair at gmail.com. Um, subscribe to my YouTube channel, Debating for America's Youth. Definitely check that all out. Um, as always, if you guys um, enjoy this podcast, please subscribe to my podcast. Um, I hope everyone has a great day, and I'll see you all later. Merry Christmas.